the theme for the season, Choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua requested that choice be made on a day that was somewhere around the year 1245 BCE. Little did he know that we would still be making the choice today, and not just today, minute to minute. At any given time, we can be about the Lord's mercy or not. We can offer the Lord's peace or not. We can deliver the Lord's steadfast love or not. We can serve the Lord or not. We arrive at what it means to serve the Lord by looking at the Lord. So let's look at the Lord. We find him in Mark's gospel on the way. On the way to what? We are about to find out. Mark chapter 9, verses 30 through 37. Hear the word of God. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him, and three days after being killed he will rise again. But they did not understand. They did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had argued with one another, Who was the greatest? He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them. And taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such a child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In a world where so many people are questioning God, is there a God? Who is God? Why doesn't God? Mark turns the table and shows us a questioning God. That is to say, a God who questions us, saying to his followers, what were you arguing about on the way? On the way. On the way to what? On the way to the cross. And not everyone understands that. That's the irony of Mark's gospel, is that the ones who are closest to him, who are following him, have not a clue as to the direction that they're going. Even though, as we read this morning, Jesus is making every effort to get the disciples in on the, the direction, where we're going, every effort, no distractions. He's trying to get the disciples alone with him. He wants them to understand. Mark writes that Jesus didn't want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples. He's got them. No crowds, no distractions. He's got his disciples. And he's saying to them that he's going to be betrayed, killed, and raised. And this is the passion of Christ. 
There is passion in his voice. He's talking about life and death. He's talking about all that is important. What's your passion? Think about the last time you raised your voice about anything and what follows is probably your passion. What's your passion? What are you passionate about? And how does it compare to the passion of our Lord? It's our Lord's very identity. It's what makes him live and move and has his being. We heard it last week. Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? Oh, some people say, you know, one of the prophets, John the Baptist. But, and then he says, but who do you say that I am? And Peter says, well, you're the Christ. He says, don't tell anyone. And then he starts to tell about his passion. The Son of Man is going to die, handed over to the scribes, going to die and be raised. And Peter says, no, no, no. And Jesus says to Peter, get behind me, Satan. If anyone wants to be a follower of mine, let them take up their cross and follow me. We put on the cross all those things that keep us from loving our neighbor and thereby loving God. This is the passion of Christ. It's the most important thing. But the disciples missed it. They missed it. Mark writes that his disciples did not understand what Jesus was saying and they were afraid to ask. What an odd thing to follow someone you don't understand and you're afraid to ask. Can you imagine following someone, taking you down a path, but you don't understand why they're taking you down the path? You're just going along. I remember the other day I was watching about the airplanes crashing into the tower and how in the adjacent tower a voice came over the office speaker saying, remain in your workplaces. You're in the next tower and the voice is saying, remain in your, in your workplaces. I wonder how many people did such a thing because they didn't understand and were afraid to ask. People stay in abusive relationships. All indications say run, 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 but they, they keep walking along, they keep, keep in it because they don't understand and they're afraid to ask. It's life. We are now ha handing over our world to artificial intelligence. We are now handing over our children 
to social media logarithms. Who knows what they're ingesting? Who knows where it's all going? Who knows what we're doing? But we keep doing it, not understanding. I guess we're afraid to ask. But that's different. That's different than being on a path in the beautiful Galilean hillside following a guy who with, word has, with a word has healed a man with an unclean spirit, has healed someone who's broken, has healed a man with a withered hand, has lifted up a young woman, has healed Simon's mother-in-law, has healed a paralytic, restored a, a, a man's eyesight, stilled the storm, fed 5,000 people, fed 4,000 people, was on a mountaintop transfigured with Elijah and Moses. Wow and wonder, this guy is the Messiah. He has it written all over himself. His stock is, is rising, but, you know, he's all doom and gloom. Talking about a crash. That the Son of Man must suffer and die and then be raised. But no one understood what he was saying. And they were afraid to ask. <laughs> the only one who asks a question in this whole scripture is God. He asks. Jesus says, so what were you arguing about along the way? I saw your passion. I witnessed your animated body language. I, I saw how your face got flushed and your voices got raised. Notice he didn't say, what were you arguing about? He didn't say that. He said, what were you arguing about on the way? He's putting the question into a context. And the context can make the argument look rather silly. I remember a Sunday back in Durham. The sermon had been preached. The plates were going through the pews. The choir finished a, a beautiful anthem. The organ quietly playing, slowly playing. As the plates reached near the back, and on the back row, the farthest row, way back there, backs against the wall, were Frank and Harriet Barr. Music quieting, plates coming near, and Frank, who was Oh, six foot four, white hair, about 80 years old, deaf, deaf. Harriet, write the check. Just the words kind of transformed the worship service at that moment. Doxology, praise God, from whom all blessings flow. 
and everybody snickered and laughed as Frank Barr cursed at his wife in worship. Why did he do that? Later on, he wished he hadn't done that because he didn't know the journey. He didn't know that his wife was starting to have dementia. He didn't know that she didn't know. And he would say to me, I wish I could get back every word, every word, every word. He didn't know what path he was on. And Jesus is telling Frank and Harriet and anyone else who will listen to understand that we are on the way. What are you arguing about on the way? Do you remember? Do you remember what the disciples were arguing about on the way? I just read it to you. If you don't, it doesn't matter. Let me ask you this. What was the last argument you had? Think about the last argument that you had. Think for a moment. Think about that thing that you were all tied up in knots about. And now think about that argument happening on the way with Jesus to the cross and the resurrection. Think about that thing you got all twisted up about happening on the way to all things being reconciled. Think about that thing you got so spitting mad out on the way to every knee shall bend and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Think about that last argument that you had on the way to nothing will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. What were you arguing about on the way. What we call this time of silence is a time for confession. And now here's the assurance of pardon. God took a baby and handed the baby to you. Here, the baby is yours. The baby's name is Jesus. Now look at you, at your age, having to take care of a baby. What are you going to do with that baby? 
Choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 